welcome to Chats in the Living Room. I am Dominic Smith, back again my, in my second living room. And with me today, I have my good pals. Uh, Tim Sievers. AJ Prescue. Kino Senecola. Marissa Papa. We should establish, like, an order. An order. We really should. <laughs> it, well, there should be, like, a... Like, you know in elementary school when, like, you count down your number? Oh, Dib's online leader, dude. Uh, oh, I want to be the caboose. You want to be the caboose? What are you, stupid? Mm. I'll be number two. Two's my favorite number. Yeah, we cabooses are always in behind, so we are always the last to die. <laughs> are you going to leave yeah, The line leaders charge forward. Er- everybody everybody knows that the, ki- the, the kids in the grade. caboose were just uh, bad kids. I agree with that. Yeah, that's not wrong. They were up to no. They were up to no good. We were weird, dastardly children. Ugh. All right, children. I've got a fantastic story today about a bear. It's, it's just about a bear. Now, Tom, I hope we're talking about the animal. Yes. Like, uh... <laughs> yes, we're talking about. The yeah, I was about to say that's gonna be a, a that's a lot harsher story to go down. No, 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 no yes. So. I'm going to take y'all back in time. And, you know, this is actually going to be a bit of a happier story because we've had a, a couple of grim ones. Um, but this is, just, this is just a good old-fashioned Disney heartwarming story. Oh, um, so like any uh, heartwarming Disney story, uh, we start in 1942 uh, Soviet uh, Russia um, in, in the dead of spring. Um, and basically... Uh, at the time, a bunch of Polish people got um, kicked out of Poland by the Soviets uh, because the Soviets invaded it with Germany. So a bunch of Polish people had to leave. Um, they were forced to leave as refugees. And so they went all the way around to Iran. So it was a whole bunch of Polish troops and Polish citizens that were leaving the country. And um, one of these citizens is young Irina Bokiewicz. Oh, I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to mispronounce most of these Polish names. So we're just going to call her Irina. Um, and she's eight. And um, she's the great niece uh, to one of the Polish generals. They're at a railway station in Hamadan, Iran, where she finds a young Kurdish boy that just has a bear cub. She, she didn't ask why he had a bear or how he got the bear. He just has a bear and says that its mom was killed by hunters. So she just ha- he just has a bear cup. Hmm? Cool dude. He'd be a cool. He'd be the line leader, honestly. He would be a line. Well, I mean, if you have a bear, you can just set it on kids that want to be the line leader. That's true. That's the I feel like he'll be the caboose. He's got a bear cup. <laughs> um, oh, he would so let basically, the bear be the caboose for him. Oh, yeah. Both. They're, they're sandwiched between two absolute animals, the kid and the bear. Um, so basically, um, young Irina uh, was basically, basically fell in love with the bear, and she thought it was the cutest thing ever. Um, so she goes to this guy called Lieutenant Anatol, and then Polish last name that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It's like Tarnowiki or something. I don't know. Basically, Lieutenant Anatol, she goes to this guy and says, hey... I want the bear, buy the bear. And because she's the general's great niece, he has to buy the bear. Um, So the lieutenant bought the bear and 
Irina basically owns this bear cub for three months. Um, and they stayed in a Polish refugee camp uh, near Tehran in Iran, um, where she just had the bear cub as a pet. And they were just the best of friends. I feel However, like this story doesn't have a happy ending. No, she's just playing with the bear. It's like Winnie the Pooh, but in Iran. <laughs> and an actual bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, after some time, Irina has to leave with leave the bear. She can't she can't hang out with the bear anymore because she's like an eight year old and an actual bear. Um, so in August of that year, the bear was donated to the second transport company, which was later transformed into the twenty second artillery supply company, and that is an important detail. Oh, uh-huh, I know, I know the story. Basically, um, these soldiers get the bear, and eventually by being accompanied by these soldiers uh the bear accidentally becomes a polish military hero um and they give him the name uh Wojciech, which means happy warrior um so they just name this cute bear and uh yeah they just have a bear now Very so good. the bear the bear quickly adapts to life in the polish army uh, <laughs> so he, he was still a bear cub yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he has some trouble, like, swallowing, so they give him condensed milk from a vodka bottle. Um, and then he starts growing up. They feed him fruit, marmalade, honey, and syrup. Um, and when they wanted to reward him... Oh, yeah, when they wanted to reward him, they gave him beer. There we go. And beer became his favorite beverage. Um, so he just, he, he immediately becomes an alcoholic and loves beer. Um, and he, the, and the Polish army ranks. They also gave him uh, cigarettes, which he smoked and ate. Um, he, he loves nicotine, so he just eats cigarettes. And um, he also every almost like almost every morning he starts with a cup of coffee. They they just gave him coffee every morning, and he drank it. Um, Don't talk so, to Voltic till he's had his cup of coffee. Hey, he's, one of, he's one of those bears. The, you can say that the coffee is a part Not a of the necessities. Yeah, he's just walking. He's, it's one of the bare necessities, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, coffee, <laughs> beer, and cigarettes. <laughs> so, you know, he would sleep with soldiers at night if they were cold. Um, he wrestled with them for fun. And uh, they even taught him how to salute when people came up and said hi to him. Uh, so he's already, like, the best Polish... Polish soldier ever. Um, so eventually, he became so popular, he was seen as the unofficial mascot for the Polish army um, while they were in Iran. So basically, uh, the Polish had to, you know, keep going. They couldn't just stay in Iran. So as the second, the 22nd Artillery Company continued on their way, uh, they just brought the bear. Um, so he traveled to Iraq, Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. And um, the entire time, Voltjek copied the soldiers. He just did whatever they did. Um, so he would drink beer with them. He smoked with them. And uh, he, when, they would, would, when they'd go marching, he would march on his hind legs because he saw them do it, so he did it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he had a, he had a mean form. Um, so basically... What the Polish were trying to do were they were trying to meet up with the British in Egypt um, because, you know, they got kicked out of the Soviet Union. 
Um, so they get to Egypt and they're being tasked to assist in the Italian campaign. That's basically when the Allies go up the boot of Italy to try and take it back from good old Mussolini. Uh, there was one problem because the British transport ship forbade pets and mascots, which meant uh, Wojciech. Uh, so basically the British said that they couldn't bring him. Uh, however, the Polish worked around this by officially drafting him into the Polish army as a private and enlisting him as a soldier of the 22nd Artillery Company. So, so they just made him a soldier and he counts, so he got to come. And uh, yeah, so as an enlisted soldier, he had a pay book, but instead of getting paid in money, it was more cigarettes and beer. He, he had a rank and serial number and um, since he was enlisted, he slept in like barrack tents with soldiers um, or in a wooden crate that they had made for him. It was his special uh, wooden crate that they just made. It was specially designed for him. And he was, ta and some of the soldiers like volunteered to be his handlers. So he just came along as a soldier and he had everything else any other soldier had. Did he ever get promoted for his, uh, his deeds? Oh. Just you wait. I mean, I feel like a few a few purple hearts are coming his way. Oh, most definitely. So, so basically, he eventually did see combat um, during the Battle of Monte Cassino in Italy. Um, so basically, they the British and Polish get to Italy, and uh, Wojciech is in an artillery company. Um, so basically his unit is tasked with like supplying and moving ammunition for artillery guns. So he helped his unit move ammunition carrying 100 pound crates of 25 pound artillery shells and is recorded as having never dropped a single crate. Um, and he's basically the reasoning behind it is that he saw other soldiers move crates. So he moved crates. Um, <laughs> He, he carried boxes that normally required four men to lift and he would stack them onto trucks and other boxes. And basically, uh, because of his service at the Battle of Monte Cassino, he was promoted to a corporal, meaning that there are Polish soldiers ranked lower than a bear. The, the, the bear could technically give orders if he wanted to. Get me so, some cigarettes now. Oh yeah, he definitely got a couple of cigarettes for that one. Oh, for sure. Delicious, delicious nicotine. So yeah, he, 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 and as a sign of eternal respect for their furry friend, um, a depiction of a bear carrying an artillery crate was adopted as the official emblem of the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. And if, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it is still that today. Like, I'm pretty sure they've kept the bear as the emblem. I like the salute. Again, vi visual so jokes happy. on a non-visual show. <laughs> this isn't for our audience. This is for Voitech. <laughs> Very good. Um, so basically, what happened between um, the Battle of Monte Cassino and the end of the war? I don't know. Uh, was It's not very well recorded. But basically, the war ends 1945. Um, and Wojciech and the rest of the 22nd Artillery Supply Company uh, go to Scotland with a whole other bunch of Polish people. Um, and they got stationed at Winfield, Winfield Airfield on Sunwick Farm near the village of Hutton uh, in Scotland. 
and he again became popular with the with civilians and a bunch of journalists came to see him and basically he became like a big news headline in scotland he stayed there for a few years until demilitarization um on november 15th 1947 when they the army just can't have a bear anymore um because there's no soldiers and the Poland doesn't really exist at this point. It's in the Soviet Union. So it's like, all right, uh, I guess he's just a person now. So uh, he's given to the Edinburgh Zoo, where he spends the rest of his life. Um, and he's visited by journalists. Um, he's featured on a children's TV show, um, <laughs> like often. He's just an icon. And um, sometimes he is visited by former Polish soldiers who would throw him cigarettes into the cage so he could eat them because the, you know it's his favorite snack if Pooh Bear has honey uh, Voltjek has nicotine uh, but surprisingly uh, nothing really affected him uh, because he he easily enjoyed life as a veteran he grew to over six feet tall he weighed over 490 pounds and he ended up living to the ripe old bear age of 21, which is, you know, it's like right in the middle of the average. The average. He lived a full bear life, um, and he died in December uh, 1963. He lived a bear life? He lived he, a soldier's life, Dom. He did. A, he, a, a bear soldier. So, yes, and he is forever honored as a uh, Polish war hero. So that is the story of, of I'm sorry, Corporal. Wojciech. Uh So yes, that is my tale. This bear is a legend. I best, love this guy. Best bear that ever lived. Winnie the Pooh. Well, he's got nothing on Wojciech. Nothing on Wojciech. Baloo, screw that guy. Exactly. Can you imagine? Instead of Baloo, they make it a Polish. Well, no, I'm just thinking of like Baloo, but with a heavy Polish accent. No, like Baloo fighting Nazis. Yeah, cigarette and drinking problem. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, is it really a problem if you're a 490 pound bear? I guess. You didn't really get any repercussions from it. <laughs> I mean, him. honestly, he kind of deserved it. It was wartime. He yeah. Tight yeah. nerves. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know. Takes the edge to... off. Exactly. Yeah, you, you got to get the man a break. He spent time shelling a bunch of fascist Italians. So. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, and if that includes beer, cigarettes, and coffee, then uh, it's what it, it takes. Yeah. A, a true a true tale. Saving Private Ryan should be remade, but just with a bear. 1917 has nothing on this story. In fact, the bear was actually doing all the cinematography shots in that movie. Really? Yeah, I believe it. Yep. They used the bear for it to follow them. That makes sense. All right. Well, that was a fantastic story, Dom. Thank you for sharing. Of course, I'm. I'm always happy to share a bear story. I hope that you keep this theme up. I won't. I'm not gonna. No more, no more historical bears. No more historical bears. Well, I mean, are there any historical bears that can like size up to him? Maybe. You just gotta find them. Oh. Yeah. What about the revenant bear? The revenant bear. The revenant bear dies. But that's an. That's enough for one. Uh, I, this is getting unbearable. Oh, I, I see what you did. That's 
I forgot there's no visual cues. There's so. no visual oh, cues. Your hand looks so an audio podcast. You have a very oily hand. Your hand looks so yeah, what like me. So we're gonna, we're gonna, so slimy. we're gonna, we're gonna cut it here and slime <laughs> it. Shut up. Goodbye, everybody, and we will see you next time. Oh God, it does. Um, <laughs> all right. Goodbye. It's just like the light. W- wave yeah, goodbye really with your light. slimy hand, Tim. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.